welcome to the Bromley Buzz podcast, um, Oliver Boot, who plays uh, the inspector in the Mirror Cracked by Agatha Christie. I do. The church or theatre. Yeah, are you looking forward to playing the rice? You're already dressed up for a matinee somewhere. Yes, yes, we are. So we're in Norwich at the moment, um, and uh, we're performing uh, here this week. It's um, it's lovely actually. It's a really nice theatre. It's a it's a, a thirteen hundred seater, and um, we've been pretty much fully booked for the whole week, which is great. So we're playing to some really big audiences here, which is um, a lot of fun. And um, yeah, I have a have a two thirty matinee today. Um, so I'm dressed in, as you can see, in my uh, inspector's outfit, um, and uh, uh, yeah, it's um, it's it's lovely. There are there are really responsive crowd here. I think we've um, we found with a lot of uh, the places that we go to, um, the crowd seems to get really involved in the story. And there's a there's a specific moment where um, I won't give. I don't think I'm giving anything away by this. Where uh, Inspector Craddock loses his temper with uh, Jane Marple and shouts at her and the crowd all sort of get very, ooh, they really, they really don't like the fact that I'm shouting at her. Um, and so it's, um, yeah, it seems to be uh, a really nice back and forth between us and the, uh, and the audiences wherever we go, which is, um, which is really, really fun. It's really well, nice. I think, I think if you can stand up for inspectors in crime fiction, that would be a very good thing anyway, because obviously you're often look, made to look like the, the slow, befuddled person compared to the genius detective, and that includes... Yeah, absolutely, and I, and I think what um, Philip Franks, who's our director, we worked very hard in sort of trying not to make him the sort of slack-jawed, typical detective of old, where he is has circles run around him. I think it's, it's very much a sort of back and forth between him and Jane Marple as they sort of try and solve this this crime together and um and i think that at, at this point in the play which i mentioned where he shouts at her it's it's born out of a frustration because he felt that she's overstepped the mark because she's not trained to handle a witness she's not a detective she's you know um she's just a, a lady of the village and so i think that it's it's i'm really glad you've mentioned that because i think it's really important as part of the story that um during this production, you see that actually there is a real symbiosis between Marple and Craddock in in trying to solve this crime. And um, there's a there's a, a backstory of the fact that his um, mother died when he was uh, very young, and his father has been rather absent. And so, through a lot of the play, he calls her Aunt Jane, even though she's not his aunt by blood. The fact is that she has sort of stepped in and tried to look after him when he was a little boy. And so there's that difficult balance he has between respecting her as a sort of matriarchal figure, but also at the same time knowing that she has to learn boundaries when it comes to the investigation as well. So there's a there's a real sort of push and pull there between the two of them, which I think makes for some really exciting playing for us, but also I think some really exciting watching for the audience. Is there um, a particular feeling that goes with being part of a Christie production because of uh, this being the queen of crime, somebody who created two of the most iconic detectives, Poirot and Marple, in the history of detectives, full stop, uh, yeah. with the mousetrap in the West End for so many years and all that. I mean, you're filling some very big boots. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, two, something like two billion copies of her books have been sold. There is a... There is a feeling of responsibility when you step into a Christie and you, you feel like you really want to sort of do it justice. 
Um, and, and again, you know, this is a this is a, a very original feeling production. Um, we Rachel Wagstaff, who was the writer, I think she did an iteration of this play a few years ago. But then when we came into the rehearsal room, she said, I've actually reworked about 40 percent of it. And it's become something very special. And I think that com her combined with Christy creating this this sort of um, this piece has has made us feel all very um, like we're we're handling it with very careful gloves. We feel like we have a real responsibility to do it justice, um, and I and I hope that we do. I mean, I, I think that the reviews so far have been have been very favourable, and um, we uh, so much so in fact that we've been extended now into the new year. Um, so we're playing some more venues into the new year, which is which is a, a real joy because you know as far as I'm concerned, I could do this forever. It's such a great play. Um, but yes, I, I think I think one does feel that responsibility. But at, at the same time, when when you step on stage, you kind of have to let that go and just play the part that you're given, play the role um, and your backstory and your character. Because I think if you if you're weighed down by the responsibility of it, sometimes you can feel a little paralyzed um, by it as well. So it's it's a you know it's it's a balancing act. I think it's a balancing act. Okay, well, I'd like to ask you also, uh, and I know this is at least partly dictated by the plot, and then you add your own actor nuances onto it. Sure. But uh, what kind of a detective are you? Are, are you one to be feared or Columbo-like coming up with the um, the question that half an hour after everyone thought you'd finished with them? <laughs> yes, there, there, there are quite a few occasions where he, he sort of comes in at the, at the very end and goes, oh, just, just one last question, just one more thing. Um, can I ask you this? I think, you know, part of part of Craddock's story is that we're in 1962 and he's in his 40s um, at, at this point. So it would have meant that he would have been a young officer in the Second World War. And I think that um, a lot of uh, the um, nuance that I'm trying to bring into his character when he's interviewing people is that of a commanding officer, of somebody who is not to be trifled with. Um, and who has a sort of a gravitas and an authority to him, because I think one has to have a certain level of um, a certain level of authority and a certain level of faith in them to lead men in a situation such as the Second World War. Um, and so, um, yeah, I think he's he's tough. He's tough. He doesn't take any nonsense. And, um, you know, he's dealing with in the play. There's this uh, very. Uh, famous uh, American actress who's a huge Hollywood star and her director husband and a lot of people are sort of fawning over them and being very seduced by the um, by the star quality and he sort of tries to come in and be very much I'm not going to be seduced by this I'm gonna I'm gonna deal with you as, as frankly and as harshly as I would deal with anybody else but I think even he uh, in his own way gets caught up and seduced by her star quality in the end um, but um, it's it it's been a real journey trying to develop a character who has come from as we mentioned before this abandonment as a child a sort of lonely childhood into being the commander of men and then going into the police force um it's been a it's been a really lovely sort of journey to try and find somebody who is both vulnerable and authoritative at the same time particularly with jane um so yeah that's 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 sort of where he sits with me i think and um, 
when people come into the old theatre, the curtain goes up. Uh, with, no spoilers, particularly, but uh, what greets them? What's uh, what's the set? Oh, so um, so we've um, we've got this uh, uh, really beautiful um, glass mirrored box um, that uh, sits in the middle of the stage. It's a large, huge box that, that we can walk through and spin around. And it has two-way mirrors in it and doors that open and cabinets that open. And it's, um, it's a, it, it can transform from being the sort of backdrop of Miss Marple's cottage, uh, where we first find her with her chairs and her table and telephones and things like that. And then it gets transformed into um, the dressing room of um, uh, so uh, Sophie, who um, plays Marina Gregg. Um, and then again, it gets sort of pushed back and spun round and opened up and becomes the film set. And it's a sort of really multifunctional and very interesting uh, wooden box with lots of mirrors and screens in it. And it's, um, yeah, it sort of can become whatever we need it to be at, at any given time. Um, so it's a very useful little tool. And um, it, it's sort of, it, it's good because it, again, it sort of, takes away from what you expect from a marple originally, which is sort of chintz and little, you know, um, bits of uh, cottage furniture. It's, it's sort of so much more than that. It's, it's, a, um, it's quite slick, which, which is sort of slightly defeats um, your expectation when you first come in. It sounds pleasingly ingenious. Uh, and also the fact that yeah. you've got mirrors involved in a play called The Mirror Crane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, and they are those those really clever two way mirrors. So they they reflect um, a lot of the set around them and things, but then they're see through when we need them to be. When sometimes we're talking about people, and the mirrors are uh, see through, and you can sort of see who we're actually discussing before they then become opaque again and um, reflect reflect back from the room. So it's that it is really really clever, really clever. Well, thank you so much for your time. I'm going to oh, let you go you so you can calmly go on stage rather than rushing <laughs> from me. Thank um, you so much. Before I go, though, would you care to give us a couple of the um, opening lines of yours, perhaps, from the play? That would be rather nice. Yeah, sure. So um, I step on stage and the first thing I say is, I'm looking for Miss Marple. <laughs> that's, that's the first line of the show. Um, and... Um, and she, he sees that she's injured and he goes, oh, you're always so quick to the door. I thought something must have happened to you. <laughs> Courtesy from the start. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that the already extended run carries on being extended. Oh, thank we you can, so much. Um, we won't play this forever, as you uh, suggested earlier on. And we really look forward to seeing you in Bromley. Uh, I will be going with my wife uh, and... Uh, I think also my co-presenter Zinat Narani and her mum will be going, so it's going to be oh, fun. Exactly. Oh well, we're looking forward to seeing you, and we're really looking forward to being in Bromley. It's such a great theatre, the Churchill. So I'm very excited. <laughs>